0: Paranorm Podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. (laughs) <laughs> nope not happening
1: it was I was <laughs> like, no Sierra's
0: not gonna introduce herself today i guess i was
1: thinking like too hard about it <laughs> and then you said it and i was like oh i can pa- i just pause and pretend like i didn't wasn't gonna say anything mm. and then i was like oh i should say something and it was too <laughs> nothing late. it was too long of a pause
0: okay well um that's uh, sierra i guess uh, maybe i don't i don't know if she really wants to be here at this moment <laughs> Um. Anyway, no, I'm, no?
1: Cap- I'm Captain Kirk. <laughs> okay. they may have got Oh
0: my God! All right, this week we are talking about both motherfuckers, both what? true crime and paranormal. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I love it. Um, I've been like like vibrating at a whole different level this week because I've been so excited about this fucking case, like. <laughs> I am pumped. You
1: have stated that several times.
0: Several times, um, because I'm very excited about it. Uh, but before we do, how the fuck are we? Um, uh,
1: I think I'm pretty good. Actually, I,
0: you have been so fucking busy this week. I don't understand how you are still like walking around like this motherfucker right <laughs> here, guys. She did not one but two after work activities on the same day, mm-hmm. and I honestly do not know how she is functioning because like I n- no no thank you. Um, yeah, no, (laughs) honestly.
1: I mean, that was, that was Wednesday. Sure. But, well, today was pretty busy after school as well. And during school. Because we had, like, a senior event, and then I was taking stuff to another school, and then I had a bunch of stuff to do after school, so it was pretty busy today as well. Yeah. I was tired like driving home yeah so I was like I'm ready to just and then be you home. got here
0: and I was like I need you to
1: make this this and this <laughs> and like let's do the dishes <laughs> oh,
0: oh because our dishwasher is broken once again like, um, let's
1: stab our eye out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds like more fun basically no. yeah it's
1: really not that bad I just like once I get started it's fun. but like getting started I'm just like we don't have I that don't many want to
0: yeah we don't yeah. have that many like not as many mm-hmm. as we usually do but it's still a good a good amount and I would really really love to have a dishwasher back because I don't vibe with doing dishes I think it freaks me out
1: like it works well for us because like I can do my part and then, uh, pretty much, kind of on my timeline, and then you can do your part on your timeline. Yeah. And then it gets done. Which Sierra's like,
0: part is like washing the actual dish yes. off and like putting it in the dishwasher, which I loathe. Yeah. Um, I don't mind putting them up or drying them or whatever. Um, but t- touching a dirty dish, really, really freaks me out for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't, I don't know why. It just really like, oh God, no. Um, yeah, no, can't do it. So whatever um there you go but I'm still stuck at home mm-hmm. <laughs> we are now entering month four yeah right oh I hit my mic um four
1: February March April May yeah
0: yeah so um that's super cute super fun I had a breakdown um <laughs> what
1: day was that
0: mm, what
1: earlier is, in the week earlier
0: in the week I had and this is this past week for you guys um just full-on like cried Because I'm so over it.
1: Mm It was
0: like, it was, oh, it was when we had Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's when we had Chick-fil-A. So that was the silver lining. But I full on cried and was like, I am so over this. Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Um, But guess what? Still doing it. (laughs) Still
1: doing it. Um. Yay. So, but, I mean, each day we're getting a little bit closer because there is an appointment scheduled. So There is an
0: appointment scheduled. I have to get an MRI with an Anthrogram. I can usually say this, but I have yeah. been drinking so far. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I have been cleared by a doctor to do so. Like, he like encouraged, encouraged it. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, no. Uh, yeah, so, which is basically they take a very large needle and inject fluid into my hip. And I get to watch, yay! Mm. Tons and tons of fun. I've had it done before, so I know what to expect. I know it's a pain in like it. it it's it's pain. It yeah. really really fucking hurts. So, yay! Um, but I feel like that's all that we've. Oh no, we've we've taken up kayaking. I feel like we said that on the last one, right?
1: Yeah, because we were getting the kayaks in the last episode. Yes. Yeah,
0: so we got the kayaks. Um, and Maggie May is really, really fucking spectacular at kayaking. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I did not expect that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? What if she hates it? And she doesn't hate it. She doesn't exactly love it. Um,
1: Yeah, she definitely got tired of it.
0: Yeah, we were halfway back because we had made it all the (laughs) way out to like our little island thing Mm -hmm. at one of the lakes that we went to and we had made it halfway back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She just starts to cry like full-on whimpering, and I'm at that moment stressed because we got stuck in this really weird cross-current, so we weren't mm-hmm. fucking moving. Yeah, for like five minutes <laughs> for at least. five minutes, y'all. Um, so that was interesting. I was like, Maggie, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> she just continues to whine. So, yeah, it was really spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think I'm more of a hiker than I am a kayaker.
1: mm I already told you that I like cracking more because <laughs> it's not as strenuous. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I love it. I just She's want like, to be out of breath. I'm like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. I guess because I'm not in any kind of shape. So, like. I mean, I'm not either. I'm not either. I am out of breath. I feel like I'm literally dying. So I feel like
0: that's like the, the rush for me, though. Like, I just I, I feel almost dying. Yeah, I feel like almost okay. dying just kind of like snaps it in for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. OK, hold on. I'm going to fix this. It's like pushing my ear and it hurts. Mm. Um. But yeah, so that's what we've been up to. We may or may not be getting a fish tomorrow, which is Saturday. So this past Saturday for you guys, Um, we will update with pictures If we do, we think our fish Emmett is lonely. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been eating. And if you guys have any suggestions, I would love it because I'm, um, I get attached to things really quickly. Yeah. Like really quickly. And we've had Emmett for two years. So, (laughs) oh man, I can't believe it's been that long.
1: That seems crazy.
0: Doesn't it? But I got him I got him um for my birthday two years ago, because mm. it popped up on my my like memory thing, you mm. know. yeah. Um, my little brother got me a gift card to PetSmart, and I used that to buy Emmett. <laughs> He's just been floating along. He's lived outlived all all of our other fish mm-hmm. who just like very suspiciously died. Yeah,
1: I don't know what happened. Yeah,
0: so we shall see how this goes. Yeah. Anyway, so this week's case came to me the way most cases come, um, and that is through my endless scrolling on Instagram because a homegirl's got time on her hands now. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the murder of a man named Alan Bono, and the subsequent trial of his murder won Arne? pretty sure it's Arne, um, Cheyenne Johnson, also known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. And y'all, it is also the name of the next Conjuring movie. And in case y'all don't already know, the Conjuring franchise, like Annabelle included, is my favorite horror collection. Like, it is, I can't, I can't even describe to you. Every one of those movies, like, on opening night, like, so many dates have suffered through these movies (laughs) because I've needed to go see them. Like ever seriously, when I say like, I would like pre-order the tickets because I find them so hilarious and just so just, I don't even know. I don't like, uh, you know how many times I've rewatched like the Marvel movie Mm, franchise, like Captain America, winter soldier. I I can repeat back to you. Um, that is the, like, that is my comfort That's movie. That's the
1: level that yeah. you're at with those. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm at um, level zero. <laughs> yeah. Just so
0: you know. Yeah, well, I I haven't really felt the need to subse- subject you to that yet. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. <laughs> Let me just say, it's, it's fucking spectacular. I might have to, like, veto There's something. like There's, like, this one scene, I think it's in the first one, where... Um, Lorraine uh, Warren is in the basement and the light comes on and the she's like, clap if you're here. And all of a sudden you see these hands come up behind her and they go, <laughs> like that. It's fucking terrifying and hilarious at the same time because everybody in the theater went <laughs> and jerked <laughs> it. it was so funny. <laughs> like you knew it was coming, but it's, oh God, it's priceless. Right. Oh, it's so funny. Anywho. Onto the case because I could literally talk about the Conjuring forever. Um, hold on, I have to sneeze. I you. Fucking hate when you do that.
1: <laughs> I She's, love that you hate that I do that. She steals
0: <laughs> my sneezes, y'all. Like, mm. nope, mm. it's gone now. Oh, that fucking truck. I hate that truck.
1: Mm. Eyeballs. What
0: did you just say?
1: Eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Eyeballs.
0: Definitely not what I thought you said, but all right.
1: Eyeballs.
0: (sighs) Now I'm all like hot and bothered about it. (sighs) Okay. You know what's a weird word? Nope. (laughs) Sure don't. (laughs) Let me hear it mucus oh god i fucking hate that that's one of the reasons why i don't want to have children It's because of mucus plug
1: (laughs) (laughs) that really freaks me out anyway sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh god We're in, uh, I want to stay rare form, but not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) Anywho, on to the case. Uh, February 16th, 1981, it was George Washington's birthday. Who the fuck cares? Um, so, well, I
1: guess he's dead, (laughs) like
0: long dead. So, um, anyway, so uh, kind of a holiday, I guess, like not enough to be a bank holiday, but a holiday. Gotcha. You know? Yes. You know the vibe. Like medium. Yes. Arne <laughs> Johnson, um, who goes by Cheyenne to like his friends, called in. What? S- yeah, his middle name is Cheyenne. Oh. Arne Johnson is like his regular name. Arne he-
1: Cheyenne Johnson.
0: Yeah. Did you not just hear me say his fucking name?
1: I was confused at first because I always associate Cheyenne with like a girl. Okay. Do you get his <laughs> name now? Yeah, but I always associate Cheyenne with girls, so I thought. Well, like, get that, there was get that,
0: get that gender shit out of your mind.
1: It's because I knew a Cheyenne that was a I girl. I did too.
0: I knew too. but like, and I did. I think ever. of the Cheyenne Native Americans,
1: which were girls and guys. So. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's why I'm like. <laughs> I okay. God, Sierra, get with it. Uh. <laughs> My brother Grayson used to make that noise when I was talking to him and he wanted me to shut up and he would Mm. make that noise and, um, it would, it would enact a uh, immediate throat chop motion. Oh, okay. So I guess I've been warned now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Okay. So Cheyenne. Called in sick that day to his work, and he worked at Wright Tree Service. Uh, he said he had a sore throat. Mm. I mean, that's not like a like a
1: a valid excuse, in my opinion. Right. I I don't think I would call out for that.
0: Yeah, same. Um, So, his girlfriend, Debbie Glatzel, uh, headed for the Brookfield Boarding Kennels, where she worked grooming dogs. She had a customer that day, like a French bulldog. Not a French bulldog, a French poodle,
1: which... Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... Well, you still groom French bulldogs,
0: um, especially their ears. So... um,
1: Poodle.
0: Yes. Uh, now, where Debbie worked, the girlfriend, mm-hmm. the manager was Alan Bono. He he was there managing, mm-hmm. doing doing his job. He hadn't lived in Brookfield long. It was about six months. Mm-hmm. None of them knew too much about Bono. He lived in Australia before where he managed a plantation for about 17 months. Then he came to Connecticut from Florida where his sister lived um his sister actually owned the kennels Mm -hmm. um, and she had asked Bono to come and like manage them he was 40 years old he was short and stocky and liked to talk about himself you know so he had that short man syndrome going on
1: um someone else
0: I know oh yeah a certain family member of mine yeah um. Okay, he liked to talk about himself and about all of the things he had done, um, the places he had seen, because mm-hmm. he was, like, well-traveled, in the opinion of Debbie and Cheyenne, who had lived their entire lives in the close confines of the small town mm-hmm. and, like, hard times. So, like, his life seemed like a big fucking deal. Right. Like, this man has been everywhere. So, Alan brought... bought brought... He paid for their lunches. Okay. (laughs) So um, at a local bar, the Mug and Munch, which hmm, I don't like the name. You don't? It bothers me. Um, A narrow little place wedged into like a little... Strip mall. strip mall. Thank you. Uh, bon- <laughs> <laughs> I I was just doing like a hand gesture yeah, and and like back and forth, and Sierra just kind of guessed what were we talking about the other day. I made like a like a random ass shape mm-hmm. with my hands, and Sierra guessed what I was trying to tell her. I don't even remember what it was, I don't but she does it so well. Like now it's 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 at the point where it scares me sometimes because I am so vague, <laughs> and she's just like, oh yeah, the watch. <laughs> (laughs)
1: You don't own a watch. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, so they went to the mug and munch, and I don't want to have to say that again, so please don't.
1: Um, It sounds like it should be one word mug and munch. It sounds like something dirty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I think that's
1: why it just makes
0: me uncomfortable. Okay. So Bono was drinking red wine. Hey, girl, hey. Mm -hmm. Um, And telling corny jokes. Cheyenne and Debbie had a little wine, um, says his sister. But it was mostly Bono's party. He drank a lot, but then he always seemed to drink a lot, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, surprising. He would always say, next Saturday, I'm going to give up drinking next Saturday. Mm -hmm. So after lunch, they went back to the kennels. The afternoon wore on, and Cheyenne repaired Bono's stereo for him. And when that was done... Bona turned up the sound. The music came crashing out too loud, like getting on the nerves of Debbie um, and the girls that Debbie was watching. Mm -hmm. So she took the girls out to get pizza. So she was like, hurry up. Let's go. We got to get back. And then Wanda, which is the sister, wanted to know why, like, why do you have to hurry back? And Debbie goes, apparently there's going to be trouble. So she was like Debbie was kind of sensing that there was tension in the air, I'm guessing, at this mm. point. Which just seems odd to me. Um Yeah. yeah. When I mean. so when they got back, Bono urged them all upstairs to his apartment above the kennels. He turned on the TV and again it was too loud. And he began to punch his fist and palm, like the in the palm of his hand. So like mm-hmm. You know that, like, yeah. fake macho thing that yeah. guys do in movies? Um, like, over and over again, which, what?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, everyone went downstairs to leave. Uh, like, Debbie was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here. This is mm-hmm. weird, which, smart. <laughs> because, Why were like, they up
1: there anyway?
0: I don't know. Um, but Bono grabbed one of the girls as she tried to leave and wouldn't let go. Um, Debbie went to free her and Bono released his grip of the little girl. And then Cheyenne had headed for the car, but he came back when he saw what was going on. Um, he walked back to the apartment and told Bono to let her go. And quote, all of a sudden it just broke, says one of the little girls. She goes on to say, I can't explain it. It just, it all broke. That's all. Um, so the children ran for the car. There were three of them. Mm-hmm. The children ran to the car. Debbie Was in between the two guys, and um, holding on to Cheyenne like he was like a stone, and she could she couldn't budge him like he was not moving, um. She goes on to say that he. she heard him growling like an animal and she saw a shiny flash in the air. And then she goes on to say it just stopped. And when it was over, Cheyenne walked into the woods staring straight ahead. When he finally walked away, Alan Bono was just standing there, punching his fist into his palm. Stood there, that is, for a moment longer before he fell onto his face and lay in the ground.
1: So, basically, Cheyenne... Stabbed, I'm guessing. Okay, so
0: he stabs him, and Alan is kind of just stood there for a moment, like I said. Um, and this is like a long moment, like you know, how like when something bad happens and it's it could be like six seconds, but it feels like six fucking hours. Yeah, well, that's kind of how this played out. Um, they said that one of the four or five like tremendous wounds, according to. Like later to Johnson's lawyer, mm-hmm. um, extended from the base of his stomach to the base of his heart, so a big ass wound. Yeah. You know, ooh, you know. Yeah, like that's um, not
1: something you just do.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, it said uh, so with this evidence, like with mm-hmm. this this kind of um, circumstance. The police said it looked like a routine argument gone awry and police referred to it as an, quote, open and shut case. Um But then came Arne Cheyenne Johnson's defense, which was, the devil made me do it. No. <laughs> You're having none of this bullshit. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so, guys, we paused for a second, and we took a little break um, recording because there were things happening, and we couldn't really concentrate on recording, um, and one of those things that we did in our little break was mm-hmm. uh, watch the part of The Conjuring, so I misspoke earlier, and I said it was Lorraine um, Warren that was doing the clap scene, mm-hmm. in, but it was actually the mom. Mm-hmm. It's been a hot minute in my defense, so... That I've seen the first one. Um, but
1: Sierra's stressed. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I, I can't make it. And then she goes and tells me that the last 20 minutes is the, the la- worst. Okay. And I'm just like... Anybody that watches
0: horror movies knows that the last 20 minutes of ever... Like, any horror movie ever is the worst part. Because, like, they try to pack it all in.
1: You know? Like, the, like, like go out with the bang. And yeah. just like, guys, I'm over it by now. <laughs> And in my opinion,
0: there's not even that many jump scares in the part that we just watched. Uh,
1: there's like three or four. There are a few. Yeah. Where the thing like jumps down onto the person. Oh, that was pretty funny. The the <laughs> clap hand, so you <laughs> actually see the hands. Oh, that was pretty great too. Um, <laughs> the look of a mom's face. And then space. the very, very last part that we did. Oh, look what she made me do. Yeah, well, at first it was fine. Like the the first part was fine and then when she like actually comes at him yeah, that part was yeah. not fun. Um if you guys haven't watched The Conjury in
0: a hot minute or have never seen it, go watch it. It's pretty great. It's Don't on do Netflix. It. I fucking love it. Okay. Anyway, so Sierra's a little bit stressed, and she's not putting up with bullshit right now. So <laughs> um, Cheyenne right. Johnson's gonna have to fuck off for a
1: minute. This just turned into an entirely different episode. Here <laughs> oh, but we got a fish,
0: guys. We did. Get we got a another fish. fish. Um, her name is Lilith. Uh, bonus points to anyone that knows what that name is from. Um, But, yeah, so, anyway, back to this. You ready? We good? Yeah, let's give it a go. Probably. Okay, so, days after the stabbing, clergy members, paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine, Warren, Johnson's mother, and his girlfriend all claim that Johnson has been possessed at the time of the killing. Uh, Quote, the courts have dealt with the existence of God, said Johnson's lawyer, Martin Manella. Now they're going to have to deal with the existence of the devil.
1: So, how did? That's a good that's a good statement.
0: But it, it it is a good statement because I mean people swear on the Bible when right. they get like on the witness stand.
1: So.
0: Um so but how exactly did the devil become involved? Um and this was actually the first time in history that a defense like in recent recorded history mm-hmm. um that like a defense of this sort was used in an American courtroom. The Warrens told police that since July 1980, Johnson had participated in at least three exorcisms involving his girlfriend's 11-year-old brother, David, who had reportedly been inhabited by 43 demons. What? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. How do you even put that many inside one (laughs) person? I mean...
0: (laughs) doesn't work like that, ma'am. <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so Debbie, the girlfriend. Um her brother David claimed that he had repeatedly encountered an old man who would taunt him. And at first, Johnson um Thought that, sorry, and at first Johnson thought that David was just trying to get out of like doing his chores, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and dismissed the story entirely. And nonetheless, the encounters continued like growing both like more frequent and more violent. Mm -hmm. David would wake up crying hysterically, describing visions of, quote, a man with big black eyes, a thin face with animal features, jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns and hooves. No, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Too much joy is being brought from this situation right now. Um, (laughs) Before long, the family asked a priest from a church nearby to bless their home to no fucking avail. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quote, he would kick, bite, spit, swear, and say terrible words. Um, David's family member said of his possession. He experienced strangling attempts by invisible hands, which he tried to pull from his neck, and powerful forces would flop him rapidly head to toe
1: like a rag doll. That would be terrifying to be happen to you, but also to see. Yeah, like, especially to an 11-year-old
0: child. Yeah. Um, so Johnson stayed with the family to help however he could, but disturbingly, the child's nightly terrors began to seep into the daytime as well. David described seeing an old man with a white beard dressed in a flannel shirt and jeans, um, and the child's visions continued. Suspicious noises began, like, coming from the attic at this mm-hmm. point as well. So, again, they're fucking escalating. Um, meanwhile, David started hissing, having seizures, and speaking in strange voices, as well as quoting John Milton's Paradise Lost and the Bible. So, super fun times. huh? Yeah, let me, let me sip some wine first. I don't, I don't, can you guys hear my little ice clinks? <laughs> They're, they they do not sound, it doesn't sound like glass, but kind of sounds like plastic, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, reviewing the case, the Warrens concluded that this was clearly a case of demonic uh, possession. However, psychiatrists who investigated the case after the fact claimed that David merely had a learning disability. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Warrens claimed that over the course of three subsequent exorcisms overseen by priest, David levitated, cursed, and even stopped breathing. Uh Perhaps even the most fucking astonishing part of this was David allegedly predicted the murder that um, Johnson would eventually commit. Mm. Yeah, so by October 1980, Johnson started taunting the demonic presence, telling it to stop bothering his fiance's brother. "Quote: Take me on and leave my little buddy alone." Ah uh, shoot. <laughs> Basically. And uh, apparently from that point on, he was possessed.
1: I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of all the things that we've learned about demons and possession, of course now he is.
0: Yeah. Don't fucking invite them in.
1: (laughs) You have to learn nothing.
0: Yes. So Johnson's attorney, Martin Manella, tried and... okay. It's Manella, and every single time I think of that, I think of my therapist's name, and her name is Ranella, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: my dad never calls anyone by their actual name, so he calls my therapist, um, Vanilla, um, he calls Sierra, Sea Dog, or Sienna, um, yeah, so it's it's never, so like every time I see that, I'm like, oh, that's just another weird way of saying Ranella.
1: <laughs> oh, I just, every time I think of that, I think of pimps. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, like, God. Okay, guys, you have to, this is really fucking funny. <laughs> or at least it is to me. <laughs> um, so there is this wing place um, by where my dad and my stepmom live um and it is it, they have some really good wings like it's it's pretty delicious mm-hmm. and my dad um usually orders from there himself for my stepmom and my brother mm-hmm. um every friday and so he calls the people he has like it, like my dad could talk to a fucking brick wall and becomes friends <laughs> with it so he has this lady and he calls her up and he goes hey batman is robin and she's like okay i got your order like that's all he has to say on the mm-hmm. fucking phone so Wendy, which is my stepmom, um, <laughs> decides that she's gonna order it one day because she is home from work early, mm-hmm. and so she is like, "Well, what's what's the what's the phone number to pimps, which is what my dad calls it, and which is what she assumes the name is," mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't answer. So, she starts Googling Pimp's Restaurant. Um, uh, hot tip, it is not Pimp's. It is Pippin's. And <laughs> <laughs> she gets some really weird search results. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hmm. yeah, and this place, honest to God, looks like a like
1: shack. Yeah.
0: We passed by it, right? We well, did. Yeah, like it does not look
1: like, like a, it should be like open for business. Like go place, like for... Oh, wings yeah but i'm
0: telling you pippins is the spot for some wings. Okay. they're they're pretty damn good but anyway so yeah don't if my dad ever tells you the name to anything do not trust him
1: okay so what's a really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh,
0: man, that's funny um but anyway so uh anyway back to mr manella so he tried his best to enter a plea of not guilty by reason of demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even planned to subpoena the priest who allegedly attended the exorcisms, urging them to break the t- tradition by speaking about their controversial rights. Mm-hmm. The trial took place in Connecticut nope. Superior Court. Superior. 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 superior like Superior. Okay, the trial took place in Connecticut, Suspir- so <laughs> Why can't <laughs> I do it's it? Too many S's.
1: You're saying S-U-S and it's S-U-P. <laughs> superior. Superior. I said it like five fucking times. Okay,
0: the trial took place in Connecticut, Sus- so... <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm freaking myself <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, just like take it where I say superior and put it beside the trial took place in Connecticut's court. Okay, I paused for you. <laughs> I paused for you to put it in there. Uh, <laughs> Superior. Yeah. Okay. I said it. I don't know why I can't say it beside Connecticut's, but Okay. In Danbury. Beginning on October twenty eighth, nineteen
1: eighty one. Twenty eighth. Gosh, damn it.
0: <laughs> Over the course of the trial, Manella and the Warrens were routinely mocked by their peers who saw them as profiteers of the tragedy, which makes sense, you know, like at the time, and it's not really like a, an accepted, a widely accepted concept,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you.
0: Quote, they have an excellent act in a good roadshow, said mentalist George Cresage. Quote, it's just that the case more involves clinical psychologists than it does them. Again, a little shady because you're a fucking mentalist and that's not yeah. even a widely accepted uh, profession. But okay, sure, Jan. So Judge Robert Callahan, mm-hmm. not playing the fuck around, <laughs> Okay. <sighs> um ultimately rejected Manella's plea. Um Judge Callahan argued such a defense would be impossible to prove and that any testimony on the matter was unscientific and thus irrelevant. So Johnson's legal team opted for a self-defense plea. Uh because of this, the jury was not legally allowed to consider demonic possession as a viable explanation for the murder. Gotcha. So, the collaboration of four priests during three exorcisms was never confirmed, but the Diocese of Bridgeport acknowledged that the priests worked on helping David Glatzel during a difficult time. Uh, the priests mm-hmm. in question, meanwhile, were ordered not to speak on the matter publicly. Quote, no one from the church has said one way or the other what was involved, said uh, Reverend Nicholas V. Greco, a diocese spokesperson. Um... And we declined to say. So, I mean, the Catholic Church is nothing but shady anyway. Right. So, what, what else would you expect? Um, but Johnson's lawyers were permitted to examine Bono's clothing. The lack of any blood, rips, or tears, they argued, could help support the claim that um, a demonic possession was involved. However, no one in the court was convinced. The jury deliberated for fifteen hours over three days before ultimately um, Johnson was convicted of first degree manslaughter on november twenty fourth nineteen eighty one and sentenced to ten to twenty years in prison. The state's chief of parole said Johnson had been a wonderful inmate and he served about five years of his five? prison term yes um, in Yeah, served, actually, he served, like, four, four, four years, and I want to say ten months of his ten to twenty-year sentence for good behavior. He fucking murdered someone. Even if he was possessed, he fucking murdered someone.
1: Like, that seems like too much good behavior. Right? Doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Anyway, so... I mean, half to one fourth of what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Like... Yeah, man. I don't know. So now we're gonna get into like a little bit of the messiness, or, or like surrounding this case. Okay. All right. Okay. So in 1983, Gerald Brittle, with the assistance of Lorraine Warren, published a book about the incident entitled "The Devil in Connecticut." Lorraine Warren stated that the profits from the book were shared with the family. Um, sources confirmed that $2,000 was paid by the family. Uh, no, I'm sorry, was paid to the family by the book publisher uh, upon the book's republication in 2006. David Glatzel, which is the little boy that was possessed, mm-hmm. and his brother Carl sued the authors of the book and the publishers for violating their right to privacy. Quote. Um, sorry, privacy, libel, and intellectual affliction and emotional distress. Carl also claimed that the book alleged he committed criminal and abusive acts against his family and others. He said that the possession story was a hoax concocted by Ed and Lorraine to exploit the family and his brother's mental illness, and that the book presented him as the villain because he did not believe in the supernatural claims. He asserted that the Warrens told him the story would make the family millionaires and would help get Johnson out of jail. According to Carl, the publicity generated by the incident forced him to drop out of school and lose friends and business opportunities. In 2007, he began writing a book titled Alone Through the Valley about his versions of the events surrounding his brother. Lorraine Warren defended her work with the family, saying that the six priests who were involved in the incident agreed at the time the boy was possessed and that the supernatural events she described were real. Uh, Brittle, author of The Devil in Connecticut, says he wrote the book because he wanted the story told and that he possesses video of over a hundred hours of his interviews with the family and that they signed off on the book, um, before it went to print. Glatzel's father, Carl Glatzel Sr., denies telling the author that his son was possessed and Johnson and Debbie are now fucking married. Yeah, um wholeheartedly support the Warrens' account of demonic possession and have stated that the glassels in the question are suing simply for monetary purposes.
1: Yeah, that is a mess. Isn't it? Yeah. Fucking wild.
0: So, I had to include that a little bit for the end.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. Um, wow. Well, I guess we'll never know for sure.
0: No. There's no way to know. I mean, it's always aliens, but.
1: <laughs> it's yeah.
0: a alien experiment yeah duh <laughs> um but that is my case for this week that is my mixture of paranormal and fucking true crime and i i literally was so jazzed to do this fucking story <laughs> like honestly was so fucking pumped about it so
1: i'm thinking like why how would ed in the rain know about These people like,
0: well, a lot of times people would contact them um, because of the publicity surrounding Ed and Lorraine, like they Mm -hmm. would see like, oh, maybe these people can help me or oh, maybe I can get the public attention that I want through these people who are already getting public attention
1: so if he if he wasn't possessed by the devil, how did he decide that's what he was gonna do? as his thing?
0: Um, I feel like it could have been like the uh, the scenario of like, oh, this seems fun, you know, or this just might be a wacky enough to get me by. like it could be like um an insanity thing, yeah. you know, yeah, like tying into an insanity defense. I mean, because for fuck's sake, he got tied down to manslaughter, and there were fucking witnesses
1: right. So I'm I guess like if they if he and uh Deb Deborah or whatever Debbie Debbie um decided to come up with that and then they contacted them. Yeah. And to build Well they were up.
0: already involved because they were doing the exorcisms on oh, David.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Mm hmm. So I don't know. It's an it's an interesting yeah. it's an interesting thing. Um yeah, so super fun, super great, something to think about. Yeah. Alright, well, Sierra, <laughs> are you we're we going to we have one more thing to record today, um, which is some Patreon exclusive stuff. So Yay. Yay. Um,
1: you wanna you wanna say all the things? Yeah. Alright, do it. Okay. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We post well, not we. Emily. I
0: can't log on to my Facebook, y'all. Like, I don't know what the fuck the problem is, but every single time I open the Facebook app, it just, like, displays, like, the opening screen of Facebook and does not go any further. Like, I can't see any posts. I can't see the marketplace, which is the whole fucking reason I think Facebook exists. <laughs> um, so, anyway, anyway, follow us on the Facebook and the Instagram at... Put it on podcast. Yes, that's it. Um, and... Continue. <laughs> You're good. Anyway, I just had to interject, anyway, as always. So hopefully Emily will be able to post the. Post I can get post. on Instagram, and that's usually how I do it. I do yeah. post to Facebook as well. Um. So hopefully that happens.
1: Hopefully, like she said. Um, if not,
0: I can go through something else.
1: She posts. It has posted, or will post the photos, the case photos, and then she usually posts like um. Relevant things that are going on. Things that are happening memes.
0: or funny memes that I see. And I'm just like, I need to share these
1: with more people <laughs> than just Sierra. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the amount of times I DM Sierra on Instagram in one single day is a problem. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's only a problem for Sierra because I have a <laughs> fucking fantastic time just like send message, send message, send message. Like, oh, this is really fucking cute. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. we mentioned Patreon. We're doing some Patreon exclusive content in a mm-hmm. moment. Um, so find us on the Patreon at Paranorm Podcast. What else can they find us on?
1: Uh, we have a website. We do com and we have the blog on there has all the informa- information about each case, sources, uh, there's some personal resources on there as well. Because you guys fucking matter. And you can contact us through the website. Oh, you totally can. So just click on little contact us and type your little message and send it away <laughs> to the universe to be... Read to reach, by me. To be read by Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can also e- send us an email, at gmail.com or send us a mail. Do it! At paranormpodcast, P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. That's four one. Three! Three!
0: One. <laughs> I knew, time. I knew this time. I This time I did know, and I was just like, let's see the look in Sierra's <laughs> eye that I get today. Okay, but anyway, all right, motherfuckers. We're going to talk to you later, um, probably. Have a great if rest you're good. of the week. Um, y- yeah, you guys have a week. I, I don't want to put that pressure on you. Sierra's just throwing pressure out there for you guys to have a great week. But, like, I'm going to say you guys have the week you have. I
1: say that <laughs> I hope you have a great week.
0: Yes, but you can't say that to me.
1: Well,
0: no. <laughs> it's been established that if anybody tells me to have a good day or have a bad day or anything like that, I ultimately have a terrible fucking day. No matter what. <laughs> so, no matter what you tell me. It is really freaking annoying. <laughs> My mom is now, will not even tell me to have a good day. Like, it, it's an Wait. actual, it's an actual thing in this household. Um, so well, anyway... Y'all y'all do you. We'll we'll be back in your ears next week. See you next week. If we survive this. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.